This episode brought to you by whatever it is I'm drinking. It's like this this chili pepper margarita concoction. It's quite nice, but also looks kind of like... Diarrhea. I was going to say sick. Diarrhea juice. <laughs> it looks like sick. It doesn't look like... Di- it's not brown. It's red. This definitely came out of someone's stomach by way of the throat, not by way of the pooper. Alternatively, it's very, very bad diarrhea. It's a reddish brown. It's a coppery, rusty color. It's like pinkish. It's no, it's not. It's absolute. It's like it's a brown. Got chunks in it. It's y- yeah. clearly vomit. And... <laughs> it it does not have chunks in it. Uh, what are you drinking? I'm drinking a rum and coke. It's better than my usual straight vodka. Yeah, your usual straight vodka is so depressing. Let it live a little. Get some gay vodka. <laughs> it's a little known fact that most vodka is gay. Hi! Let, let the cat out. <laughs> I know, I know, but look at her. Come on, ask. Please let me out, mother. Okay. Goodbye. Here you go. You see, unlike my cat, Memphis's cat does not like us. So rather than dealing with the fact that the cat always wants to be in with us it's more of a a cat wants to be about 35 feet away and glaring at us no she's such a good cat she is our we we co-parent each other's cats that's i do not co-parent this cat yeah because you're a bitch crazy aunt that comes down once a month i say once a month once every two months don't judge me i don't like you that much there is judgment i don't like you that much were it not for this podcast, I would have divorced you long ago. Are we staying together for the podcast? Yes. It's for you, fans. We are suffering through this sad, miserable, resentful marriage just so you can be happy. And you know what? Healthy people would not make you feel guilty about that, but we are not healthy people, so feel shame. You are the reason your parents are unhappy. All right, so if some of you, is is this the point where I should talk about the rug? Yes. Yes? Yes. Okay, so you may remember that my apartment complex is a nightmare. Just everyone, including me, is evil and vindictive and horrible, just the worst. Really, I couldn't find a more fitting place to live. But some weeks ago... You may remember it from this podcast, because we did talk about this. My downstairs neighbor stole a rug from me. It was from Ruggable, not a sponsor. Their rugs are fine. No, 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 no. This this episode brought to you by Ruggable. Rugs so good, you'll steal them from others. Anyway, my downstairs neighbor waited for the package to come in and stole my rug. And then I had to get a replacement. Well, I got a new rug. And uh, also from Ruggable, because they sent me a coupon. And if they would choose to give me more coupons, I would talk about them even more on this podcast. Yes, I am for sale. I know that. (laughs) Anyway, so I got them notification that my rug had arrived and frantically ran down five flights of stairs, grabbed the rug, hauled it back upstairs, seven flights of stairs, got it into my apartment, threw it down on the ground, replaced my horrible, horrible, horrible shag rug that the cat had vomited all over and was just vomited on peed on wipes her dirty butt on we've spilled drinks on that rug and that's just what memphis does you wouldn't want to know what the cat's done you you know Um, just you mush the poop into the rug anyway so the rug like it was beyond any hope of of 
worth salvaging. Oh, I also so, remember spilling like a half a cup of soy sauce onto that rug. Yeah, you did do that. <laughs> so I got a new rug because I wanted a new rug. And on a whim, I went, I'm going to open the bottom of the box, put the new rug down, and then just roll up my old grimy soy sauce and cat diarrhea covered shag rug and stuff it in and then seal the bottom of the box okay but i would for posterity's sake like to point out that that was my idea that was not on your whim that was on my whim whatever i'm the one that carried through oh yeah but i'm the one that's vindictive and i put it down in the package room at midnight one day just to see what would happen by 8 a.m. the next day, my fucking neighbors had stolen this shag rug. <laughs> and now they have it in their apartment. And they haven't thrown it away yet because then they'll know that I know. So they're just holding on to this horrible, disgusting shag rug. And I think this is beautiful that I have tricked these thieves into stealing what they thought was like a $200 rug from Ruggable and was in fact cat poop i watched too many mark rober videos and that's why i think package thieves and you wanted to put a glitter bomb in yes <laughs> no this is better than a glitter bomb this is cat poop, this is cat poop. <laughs> anyway what we have for you today listeners is the final chapter of book three of legal affairs stipulation violation it's a six so, book would, series would, would you care to try again all right one two three stipulation Stip- <laughs> <laughs> this is not working one more time it's that word <laughs> script one two three violation <laughs> move on We'll fix it in post. This is post. God damn it, no. All right. Book three. Violation. Violation. (laughs) Look at her watching us with interest. Hatred. Disgust. Um. So this is the last chapter. Uh, In the last chapter, Matt has a kid. Yep. And apparently no one's going to bring that up. He wasn't going to tell her. Yeah, he just didn't think it was important. Which is why he doesn't take her to his place. Because Probably. Because that was our theory, that he That's has custody theory. of yeah. the child. Because what he actually said was, I never bring fuck buddies to my apartment. And she went, oh. And he was like, oh, I'm sorry. Did you think this was more than just you being a fuck buddy? And she went, oh, no, no, that that's Oh, fine. yeah. So where we last left off, she was exactly where she was in chapter like, three of book, book one. one, which was she's a fuck buddy. Except now he's bringing just, her flowers. Yeah, but also stomping all over her. Not in a kinky sexual way. Just in a really kind in a of sad, sad way. way. <laughs> chapter 11. For the last 18 hours. I haven't thought about Matt. That's not true. You're lying. There are too many other things on my mind. I'm sorry. If at hour 18, you're like, I haven't thought about Matt. That's a lie. That means you're thinking about him. <laughs> because you've been monitoring the amount of time. 18 hours. That's not even a full day, Liz. 
that's I woke up at 4am to deal with some like pet emergency and now it's the end of the work day and you go I didn't think about Matt today there are too many more important things on my mind far more important than Matt I glance around the hospital oh boy she's broken what what Oh boy. What? Um. What are you reading? I glance around the hospital room, taking in the gray paint on the walls, the gray floor, the gray tone of my mother's skin. Nope, haven't thought of Matt once in that time. Oh my god, did her mother die? All I can think about is my mother's broken body, her broken brain that has swollen so much that they <gasps> cut a hole in her skull to relieve the pressure. What the fuck? Matt had left my apartment around 9pm the night before, and I immediately fell into an exhausted sleep. So deep, I apparently didn't even hear my cell phone when the hospital called me. Macy shook me awake, the look on her face so terrible that I almost vomited knowing something horrific had happened. She pulled me into a warm hug and told me that she had bad news. Then she proceeded to destroy my world when she told me my mom had been in a terrible car accident and was in critical condition in my hometown of Nashville. What? She watched me apprehensively, waiting for me to melt down, but that never even crossed my mind. <sighs> did we skip a chapter? We did not skip a chapter. What? Hi. Hello. It's uh it's been a few hours since the last sentence you heard. Enough um, time for us to sober up, have a serious discussion, and then get drunk again. Okay, so here's the cliff notes. We're going along, bopping along, bad romance, haha, porn. We don't porn, pre read these. We read them live with you guys. Very intentionally so. Well, in the chapter where I just cut off, Michaela's mom dies. And then... Quite horrendously. This goes on for five chapters. And in, in between her grief... Oh, Matt shows up to comfort her. With his penis. And there are interspersed images of really uncomfortable grieving. And very vivid (sighs) descriptions of her mother dying. And then the next paragraph is about how much lust she feels towards Matt, who is shirtless in front of her for reasons. So anyway, we're not comfortable reading that. We, I, I wasn't comfortable reading that just reading it. I'm certainly not comfortable reading that out loud on a comedy podcast. So we've made the executive decision to just skip that. Five and chapters. For your information, what you need to know is Macy's mom died. Matt Michaela's, Michaela's mother died. Sorry, Michaela. First word of the next chapter. Michaela's mother dies. Matt shows up while she's dying, but leaves before they bury her mother. So he leaves before the funeral. funeral. And that's what you need to know. If you want to read the. It's just such a weird tonal shift 
Because this is a lighthearted book for the most part, and even the most serious thing is dating fights. And I don't get it. I don't know why that's in the book. So with that image in your head, and that was we made, flipped that, through it, a little bit, and it looks like we're back in the world of lightheartedness, yeah. with the occasional reference to the funeral that Matt missed. And so that's all you need to know. So now you are caught up, and we are caught up, and we are... Yeah, we are. So where we are starting is book uh, chapter four of the next book. She got home from Nashville where her mom died. And is now going back to work. Like a week we, later. Yeah, we, we, are, <laughs> we are skipping five chapters of dead slash dying mother. And we are starting halfway through the next book in the series. I don't know what the author was thinking. I don't know why it's here, but this is what we've gotten. So this is what you're going to get. As I dramatically take off my glasses and rub the bridge of my nose in exasperation. Macy had begged me not to return to work so soon. (laughs) And we're back. (laughs) So absurd. Macy had begged me not to return to work so soon. I just buried my mom two days ago, having flown back to New York the day after the funeral. I just couldn't stand being there in my mom's house without her there. Even worse, I longed to see Matt again, and I'm ashamed to say that that prompted my quick return. Okay, I know that, we don't want to keep harping on the chapters. That's what just the last. Missed. That's what the last chapters were. It's just it was just. Oh, my I'm mom. sad. My oh, mom is dead, dick. and I'm horny. Yeah, and I'm sad and horny. And there's really no way we can, in good taste, make Ye- the jokes that are clearly there. Yeah, it was. It was like serious. Coming from a dark place trauma, oh my god, his abs. Trauma. Yeah. Oh, but the dickin. Trauma. He at one but point... he made me feel better by eating eating me out. Trauma. Was it, sorry, what, which, which one were you going to call attention to? The, the one part that sticks out for me when we flipped through was he got her a hotel room with him at a five-star hotel. She had to oh, specify yeah. it was a five-star hotel. <laughs> And then he takes his clothes off. This is right after her mother dies. And she looks at him and goes, I feel so much lust towards him and also sadness. It was weird. Yeah. Everyone can grieve in their own way. I'm just saying it's a weird choice for the book. Even worse, I long to see Matt again, and I'm ashamed to say that that prompted my quick return. He stayed in Nashville with me the morning after I had fallen asleep in his arms. He stood by my side. <laughs> you okay? It's not that funny. It's he, bizarre. That's why it's funny. He stood by my side when they disconnected my mom from the machines. <laughs> but he didn't stay too much longer after that. Not that I expected him to. He told me the day he arrived he had to go back to the firm soon, so I never, ever expected him to say for the funeral. I was just so very happy and so very touched that he chose to come be by my side for the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. This is the thing. She, 
Sawyer wanted to create some dramatic moment that cemented the fact that they have a relationship now. And this is the best thing she could come up with. That he was a dead parent. And and that he was mildly interested in keeping her happy for two days. It could have been anything and he could have risen to the occasion but that he showed compassion to her when her mother died is a really low bar i'm sure matt saw what Wait, he d- i'm sorry i just want to point out one thing that i've again will always remember in 2016 tiffany trump who is our age and started law school with us though not at our school but yeah She gave a speech about how great her father was. And in the middle of the speech, she said something along the lines of, my father is a caring, compassionate man. A few years ago, when my best friend in the world died, my father was the first to call me and give his condolences. Yeah. Yeah. That's... Bare minimum. (laughs) That's literally the bare minimum. My... And I've always felt really bad for her because that truly is such a low bar. But it's not an impossibly low bar because my own father can't meet that bar. (laughs) Moving on. I'm sure Matt saw what he did as nothing more than a kind gesture, but I saw it for so much more. Matt can gripe, moan, bitch, and complain until he's blue in the face that he's only in this for sex with me, but he's a damn liar. There are feelings there on his part, and I intend to flush them out. So, (laughs) Oh my god, is she- Why is she using this to make points? So, while I'm still grieving for my mother, I intend to get back into the swing of my life in an effort to ease the pain. I'm also going to push at Matt until I can break him out of his rigid rule of sex-only encounters. No, girl, even an acquaintance would have been nice to you in that situation. (laughs) The nurses at the hospital showed you compassion. Oh my god. When I arrive at the office, I'm met with tons of my new colleagues giving me hugs and kind words of compassion. It tu- All of them want to sleep with her, Liz. <laughs> it touches me deeply. And when I get into my office, there's a huge bouquet of flowers and a card signed by everyone at the firm. I let my fingers drag slowly over all the names while tears fill my eyes. Welcome back, I hear from the doorway. I look over to see Matt standing there. He's holding onto the doorframe with both hands and just sort of leans into my office. I quickly blink away the tears, but I know he saw them. He doesn't look ill at ease, though, and just smiles at me. Weird. Hey, I say in soft welcome. Seeing him is even better than I could have imagined. Oh my god! And I woman. envision him walking in and wrapping his arms around me. Oh my me. god! Oh my god, Liz! Just that whiplash. This was the tone of the whole thing. He doesn't do that, though. He just stays where he is, appraising me. So, everything okay? Sure, you're ready to get back to work already? I'm sure, I tell him with a confident smile. Good, he says. There's a new case I just assigned to you. (laughs) You'll see an email about it, review it, and you'll be handling the depositions next month. Okay, (laughs) I drawl out. I wait for him to say more. 
to ask how I'm feeling, to ask about the funeral, to ask to make sure I'm really, really okay. I mean, yeah, even a boss that you're not fucking would make sure you were okay before dumping important work on you like that. Also, a first year would never, ever be in charge of depositions. Would Might do them, but would not be in charge. Y- yeah, you you might be given one um because a deposition it's just testimony so it's the equivalent of asking questions at trial so you might be given the deposition of like the 12th most important witness but you'll have a partner sitting next to you making sure you don't cock it up not only a first year but a grieving first year who buried her mother not the day prior i kind of sort of wait for a hug cocking my head to the side I wait for it and wait for it. Oh my God, girl, no. Finally, Matt looks left and right down the hall and, confident no one is nearby, he leans in a little further and lowers his voice. Can I see you tonight? Oh my God! Yes, what? I say quickly. <gasps> what? A d- what? <laughs> Relieved that he wants to be with me. Oh my God, Liz. I am actually distraught for this poor woman. I was starting to think his cool demeanor might have meant our time was in an end. He didn't even say anything to her. Just so can I stick it in you tonight? Why? Meant our time was at an end, and yet again, I wasn't ready for that. What do you want me to bring to eat? He asks with a smile. Oh my god. Surprise me, I tell him. I was sick one day last month, and I took a day off of work, and everyone that I worked with checked in on me to make sure I was okay when I got back. What is this? What is this, Liz? He gives me a nod. And then he's gone. I stare at the empty doorway for a few minutes, (laughs) trying to determine if I should be worried or not by his behavior. I mean, it's typical Matt behavior. Slightly cool, a little aloof. That's not slightly cool or a little aloof. That's sociopathic. But still, he offered to buy her dinner. Oh, your mom you just buried? Anyway, here's a shit ton of work, and also, I want to fuck you tonight. Slightly cool, a little aloof, but still interested in hot orgasms with me. Nothing odd there. (laughs) Except, I think maybe. (laughs) Damn it. Except, I think maybe I expected him to be a little warmer to me. He had, after all, (laughs) God damn it. Okay. He had, after all, stood by my side while my mother died, letting me cry in his arms. He held me in his arms all night. Yes, all night. I woke up with him holding me, his laptop in the same exact position he had left it before pulling me into his embrace. Regardless, I shake the thoughts, content for now knowing that I would be with him tonight and I could gauge things then. Girl, no. No. A man that... No. I'm sorry. Booting up my computer, I start wading through what seems like a gazillion messages. Can confirm is true. I see the email from Matt telling me about the new case he assigned to me. 
A slip and fall at a grocery store. I have to smile at it. He said, this is a crap case and you're going to lose it, but it's perfect to cut your teeth on. Fair. Fair. There's an email from Cal wanting to know how I was doing and asking to get together for lunch soon. I smile because I was in turmoil about Cal before, knowing that he was interested in me, but I wasn't interested in him. Now that he knows I have feelings for Matt, he truly seems to want to be friends, and that is something you can never have enough of. What? I shoot him an email stating that I was free any time this week. He responded back immediately. Oh, Cal, no. And and we made it's, plans no, it's for during Friday. Business hours, and if she's messaging his business email, the rest of the day goes by quickly because I have a ton of stuff to do, but not enough hours in the day. It's almost 7 p.m., and I need to get home. No, I want to get home so I can see Matt. Oh my God! It's <laughs> the end of the fucking chapter. Why, Liz? That's the end of the fucking chapter. I. <sighs> I have nothing to say. We can... <laughs> it's fine. It's bad. It's it's so... It's... <sighs> I can't... I f One of two things happened. One, Sawyer wanted people to take her seriously, so she decided to make a serious story and failed. Or two, Sawyer wanted to create some reason for this relationship to be taken to the next level and picked the stupidest possible thing she could do. And either way, I I just I, I, feel I just, bad for any for character. The fictional character. I feel bad for any person, fictional or not, who feels like asking for the minimum amount of compassion when they go through a world-shattering tragedy. As like she's framing it as she's asking for too much when that is literally the bare minimum. And it makes me sad. And it's also very funny. Because this woman is not real. <laughs> what a train wreck. Um, right. Anyway, See I guess that's week. the end. See you next week. Bye. So that may have been the most uncomfortable chapter I ever read, ever, Well, it of was... any book, ever, ever. <laughs> yep. Good thing you get to read the next one. Fun. Follow the podcast, give us a rating or something. See, see, see you next week. Bye. Bye.